Welcome to Generation Podcast, where we have real conversations about how God is working through this generation. My name is Josh Mann, and joining me for, I don't know how many episodes we've done now. It's got to be a couple. It's got to be like 25. Oh. Maybe. We've done almost three seasons, two and a half seasons. Yeah, wow. Anyway, Samuel Hayward. How are you, mate? I'm good, going well. And we have two or one very new person. Another person who's been here before. So Lockie McLean, he's back in the studio for his mm. second time. How are you, so mate? I'm here. great. Thank you for having me. Yes, yeah, nice. And what's going on in your life right now, in this very moment? Right now, I am recording a podcast. Yeah, nice. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> I'm in school holidays at the moment, so living my best self. How um, good. Yeah. So teacher. Teacher. In a local school. Yep. How good. Great school. Um, yeah, I can, I can attest to that. Um, and there's, f- joining us for the very, very first time because our our producer Benjamin Tranter is away today. Mm. He's away for his anniversary. His one year anniversary. One year. No, is it one year? Two. One year. Is it two? I, mean, I feel like it's. It's got to be year. one. I'm his best mate. I was. <laughs> were you were you like best man at the wedding? Yeah. So you should know. It's his second year. Second year. Well, Jamie knows where about this one last year. Oh yeah, it's, it's second year. Second, second yeah. year. They've been married. To, well, yeah, congratulations, Trainers. Congratulations, yeah, Tian and Ben, uh, on your anniversary. So Benny's not here, but joining us, you've probably already heard his voice because he's got voice. an absolute voice for radio. We're oh, getting close to the mic suit. Uh, We're on. Campbell, oh, do you hear that, wow. everyone? Campbell, wow. Stephen, how are you, mate? Um, great, thanks, boys. How are we? We're good. We're going good. well. We're better now. We're good. Um, Campbell, why do we call you Soup? Um, it's a nickname coined by the great Beck man. Yeah. Um, probably. Because of Campbell's soup, the soup brand. No, nice. <laughs> we'll take that. <laughs> Probably. And, and and how are you feeling being on the podcast podcast oh, right now? A bit nervous, if I'm honest. Do you want to say hi to your dad? He's a big listener. Shout out to Dukes, the great <laughs> man. <laughs> over in Perth. Dougal Stephen, a man of many words, but Campbell's a, <laughs> Campbell's a man of very few words. So anyway, that's the Stephen anyway, family. Anyway, there we go. <laughs> um, so we're going to get straight into it. Actually, we just discussed that we're not going to say names of people because no one really knows anyone in our life. So I'm sorry about that. Um, but we're going to get into um, we're going to get into the uh, the content today because we're looking at the fact um, of meeting together. Meeting, and it is a uh, huge concept right now mm. because obviously in this moment in 2020 we can't meet together. Uh, some churches can around mm. Australia, which mm. is amazing. Um, some churches came around the world, but right where we are in Sydney, we still can't. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so it is a big um, issue right now. It's something that's probably in the forefront of everyone's mind. And mm. we've spoken about this before, about mm. that, um, the need to, to want to go back to church. And yeah. Because online church right mm. now is is kind of tiring, I think. Yeah. Mm. Um, do, you want to, do you want to speak into that a little bit about the situation right now, Sammy? Yeah, so if you're listening to this at some point in the future, we're in the middle of COVID. <laughs> so uh, pray for us from the past. Uh, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks out here. Uh, you know, the the pandemic has been, I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, our, our church has never had to face something or go through something mm. as testing as this. I mean, think about it. For what, six months or something, we haven't been able to gather together. Yeah. Like that's what we do, man. Mm. We're the church. And I think we've had to figure out what it means to be the church when we can't gather all together in one moment. And, you know, just a sidebar, I was thinking about uh, you guys and um, all the leaders that we have in our teams. And I was like, God knew that this was going to be the most difficult moment that the church has faced in our generation. And he chose us to lead it. Mm. You know, like what an honor. 
yeah. it is to be able to to lead people through this moment. And this is a hard moment to lead the church through because we can't be all together. We can't be in one room. We can't sing the same song at the same time, hear the mm-hmm. same message in the same moment. And yet God's still on the move. And I think what we're trying to figure out at the moment is how do you gather together when you can't gather yeah. together? So everything you know? we're going to be talking about today has this situation in mind, yeah. but it's also really relevant to any situation around the world in any moment mm-hmm. when, we're, when Christians meet. Yeah. Um, we're just going to be talking, talking through the basic principles of, of meeting together and, and what that means and why it is so important. Yeah. Um, and before we get into it, uh, we are talking about meeting together as a church as a, on, on a Sunday, meeting together in a small group or Bible study, mm-hmm. but also those informal sort of catch-ups you have maybe with a, a Christian mentor or, mm-hmm. or your Bible study leader or something like that. So mm-hmm. we're encompassing all those sort of three areas, mm-hmm. the formal church service, the small group, and just the informal catch-ups with Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's what we're going to be looking in today. Yeah. And so to start us off, why do slash why don't we meet like why do you lucky why do you love meeting with christians well i i guess like me personally being an extrovert i really I, <laughs> sorry I, <laughs> I just i just enjoy being around people yeah. but also um there's something special about um worshiping together with someone yeah. um, or with a group of people i'm like the type of guy that in a really powerful worship song i'll start to tear up mm. just because Having yeah. all, all those mm-hmm. people around you, having all singing the same words, um, directing Man, all, I miss that. all their yeah. heart to God yeah. is just a beautiful thing. Mm. Yeah, and that's the, like for the last six months, we just haven't had that, hey? Mm. And you don't know how much you miss that when you don't have it, yeah. if that makes sense. And mm. there's the churches that are meeting right now. Can't sing. Can't sing, so they don't get that. Yeah. There's something, there's something really special about a group of people declaring the truths mm. of the gospel mm. over one another. Because, mm. yes, you're singing and you're, you're reflecting on the words by yourself, but hearing people next to you, behind you, in front mm. of you, singing those same words passionately is just an, like it's next level. Yeah, It's like it's holy. Yeah, mm. It's there's something like so supernatural about... You know, the word that comes to mind as we're talking about this is resonance. Mm. You know, when I think one of the most beautiful things about singing is you're singing exactly the same word to God at the same moment mm. in the same pitch. And when we're all singing... <laughs> I, I'm not really singing you're the same pitch as <laughs> Josh is maybe like one pitch off, but <laughs> you're going for it, you know, front row. Strokes, <laughs> but there's, so, there's something so beautiful about mm. us all resonating mm. together um, as one body yeah. in that moment. And I think that's the thing that we really feel we're missing at the moment is just that sense of we're all in this together. Mm. You know, there's that moment in on, on a Sunday, particularly when the whole church gathers together and you've all come from your weeks and you're singing the same thing to God with mm. the same emotion and just going, we're, we're actually in this together. And I think that's the thing. You're an active participant. Yeah. You're, you're not just watching it mm. like yeah. you are yeah and it's good now what yeah listening and watching to a church service online it's it's kind of awkward yeah because mm. you are a part of the service but you're not yeah and so there's, there's that tension there there is that barrier mm. for the church as a whole because you're yes you're seeing the service happen in front of you like you would on a sunday but it's bare as well yeah i think that's why people are struggling because they 
they have the screen in front of them, which reminds them of what church used to be. Used to be, yet they're sitting in the lounge room with maybe one or two others. Yeah, and it's just like, ah, oh. yeah. So, Sammy, why do you love meeting? Meeting together. Yeah. I think I just love, um, I love the family aspect mm. of worship because I mean you can uh, worship Jesus by yourself you know and I'm so passionate about having a personal relationship with Jesus but there's something about coming together with a family and there's something about knowing that these people have decided to be your family and mm. God's brought you together and you're in this together and you're growing at the same pace learning the same thing about God at the same time you know I love that like one church will do a whole sermon series together because God will be, God does this beautiful thing where he, he takes a group of people on a journey together. Mm. You know, it's like at the moment in, in our church, we've just been doing the book of Acts, Acts. right? I almost forgot. And uh, <laughs> you preached it too. <laughs> I did. And that's, that's beautiful that our whole church could be going on one journey with God at yep. the same moment. And we can talk about it. And, you know, it could be a week where, you know, we're talking about hope and how the apostle Paul needed hope in this moment. And we can all collectively go, I'm finding it really hard to have hope right now. And God's stirring up hope in all of us in the same way through the same message at the same moment. Like God has designed us to do the Christian journey with other people. And I think we realize in this moment, it is so hard to do the Christian journey without mm -hmm. other people. Yeah. It's so hard to feel like I'm doing this alone. And that's what we're missing so much right now. It's that collective journey mm. that we're all on together with Jesus. Yeah. And I think like talking about all, all going through acts together, mm. when you get something that doesn't quite make sense to you, you've got people who you can talk to yeah. and unpack it with and where you don't necessarily yeah. have. Exactly. If you're not meeting with someone. Mm. Exactly. In the immediate too. Mm. There's something special about, um, you know, having a question and, and having that answered on the spot. I don't know if, yeah. if, you, if you have that as well, mm -hmm. but if it, for me, like, yes, you can, you can think about it and dwell on it. And then it's really frustrating when that is not answered. You don't have a conversation about mm -hmm. it. I think, I think the reason why I love meeting, <clears throat> sorry, in my small group is that exact reason. Yeah. You know, someone would bring up something they're confused about or something they have an issue with. And we all just spitball and try and, yeah. you know, work it out together. Yeah. And for me, that's, that's the, one of the main reasons why I love going to small group yeah. is because we're just a bunch of blokes reading the word, wanting to get more out of the Bible than we've ever had before, ever mm. have before. Mm. But sometimes it's tough mm. and we've got to have those tough conversations. Mm. Um, even even like last week or last Wednesday, we didn't do any question that was planned by our Bible study leader. Yeah. We just discussed one concept for an hour and a half. Wow. And it was the best thing ever. Yeah, But it's just because someone had a question and all of us together in the immediate were fleshing it out. That's cool, and that's been that's been awesome. But if we if we translate that to the whole church, imagine that was happening every Sunday. Mm. Um, you, we miss that, yeah. Right? And so, um, going going a little further to that, why has there ever been a time where you just didn't want to go to church, or mm -hmm. you didn't want to go to a small group, and why? So why why do we meet? We've already discussed, but why don't we want to meet sometimes? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for me, I don't know. There's always a bunch of reasons. And I think usually it comes down to, as, as you said before we started recording, Josh, just having nothing in a tank mm. that day and going like, I don't have the emotional capacity to see 500 people today and be on. 
and smile and, you know, pretend that I'm doing okay. And I just don't have emotional capacity for that today. It's easier if I just don't go, Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> I'm in the position where it doesn't matter how I feel. I got to show up because I'm the <laughs> pastor. And, um, let me, let me say, I think there are, there have been so many moments where it's because I have to be there that I show up mm. and I go and I never regret going. Every single time the Lord ministers to me through his spirit and his people. And I reckon there are so many people who miss out on being ministered to when they're empty because they didn't show up yep. mm. because they thought I'm not going to be able to pour out because I've got nothing. And it was the lie of the enemy that said you shouldn't go yep. because the enemy knows that if you did go, you would get ministered to and poured into. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, so I get it though. Yeah. I think for me, the biggest times of my life where I've been like, oh, I can't be bothered to go to church. I can't be bothered to go to small group is when I'm thinking about myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When mm -hmm. it's motivated through, what you want, what you're feeling right now, your selfish ambitions or you want to do something else to go yeah. hang out with someone else on a Sunday afternoon rather than going and yeah. you know, spending time with, with your church family. The times in my life where I haven't gone to church is because I've been thinking about myself. Mm -hmm. um, and like an example of that, when I was a young teenager, I, I used to play cricket a lot. Uh, there'd be like Sundays, months, you know, months of Sundays where I just don't go because I was playing cricket, right? Mm. Um, and that's fine because I was playing cricket. But then in the back of my mind, um, there's, there was a couple of Sundays where I had a bye and didn't have cricket, but I still didn't go because I was just like, oh, you know, I'd rather be doing something else. Yeah. And because I got into that habit of not going on a Sunday because I was motivated by something else, my sporting career, which I thought was going to be amazing. It turns <laughs> out it wasn't. <laughs> so you became a PE teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a saying about Yeah, there is definitely saying. But you know what I mean? Like I got into a habit, and we're going to talk about this in, in a moment. I got into a habit of not going to church. Yeah. yeah. And so when there was a time to go to church, mm. I was like, ah, oh, nah can't be bothered yeah yeah because it was motivated by how i feel at the time if that makes sense so when you were growing up i don't know about you guys but my my parents are, are christians right and so when we were growing up they always said church is non-negotiable mm, yeah. and um i think that's something that our generations really missed because the bible says in hebrews do not neglect to meet mm. together yeah. and that's a command like it's actually it's a command that we mm. would meet together as the people of god and I think when, when we were growing up, if you grew up in a Christian family, it's likely that you had that drilled into you. Like yeah. Sundays yeah. is church day and it's weird to not go to church. But I know that as, um, as we've gone into a post-Christian culture, a lot of um, young people these days don't have Christian parents. And so they don't have that culture where it's like Sundays we go to church and Sunday is just another day and going to church is a good thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we've grasped this idea that um, church is non-negotiable. And for me, there have been people that have come to me and said, and I've, there have been people, there are people who are a part of our community and never go to church on Sundays. Like they're in small groups, they listen to this podcast, like they're Christians, they believe, have a personal relationship with Jesus. And yet because their job has asked them to work on Sundays, they go, I can't, I can't go to church on Sundays. And my response to them is always this. It's like, well, tell your boss that this is non-negotiable for you because um, this has to be the biggest priority in your life, Christianity. And you will not be able to do Christianity without other people. And 
let and I'm like, just trust the Lord that He will take care of you financially if you prioritize the kingdom of heaven. Mm. And the amount of times people will say to me, no one has ever confronted me and said that I need to tell my boss. No, no one's ever brought this up. They've just said, okay, that's fine. You have to go to work. You have to play cricket. No one's ever confronted me and said, what's more important to you? Mm. God will take care of you if you put your foot down in this. And I think we have a responsibility to tell the younger generation that didn't grow up in Christian culture where Sundays was church day. Let We have to prioritize the Lord's day and meet together as the people of God. This is something that has made the church the church for all of exactly the church history Uh, similar to what both of you are saying Mm. when i was growing up i used to play basketball on sundays yeah but my parents would make me go to church in the evening yeah and so with with the people who are working on Mm. sundays there's usually another church service that they can attend yeah Yeah, that's a good point exactly um and one of my one of the young adults pastors who used to be here before sam Mm. uh shane dirks he he always made a point, and him and his family always made a point of going to church when they were away on holidays as well. Yeah, uh-huh. and that's really important. Yeah. That's something I didn't really think about, and wasn't really modelled to me. Um, and then when I was doing my internship here at church, we had a big discussion about. It. He was like, "What? You know, you there are so many other influences in your life throughout mm. the week. The least you can do is give two hours to re one refueling for the week yeah. and meeting together with brothers and sisters to build mm. them up." Yeah. Um, and so that's, as you said, we need to have in mind that church is non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. But there are cases where you don't feel like going and we acknowledge that and yeah. we've all had those times. Yeah. Um, so we do yeah. want to say that as well. Yes, there will be times where you don't feel like going, mm. but it is so much better to go. Yeah. That's what we're going to get into now. Why is it good to meet, mm. right? Because we've just said that meeting together is non-negotiable. Sorry, I got a cough. <laughs> <clears throat> Man, my throat is ter- terrible today. I should get tested. I should. Have. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> this is where the we heard it first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm right. I'm right. Did Actually, you, Campbell got tested the other day. I did. It was great. Negative or positive? Uh, negative. Yeah. Thank okay, you. Okay. Good. <laughs> you wouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you would. You never know. You never know. He's from WA. Anything <laughs> can happen. COVID's not real. <laughs> yeah. It's Alright everyone, we're taking a break from our content today. Uh, it is time to play the Instagram game. Alright. <laughs> we've, just, we've just named the game now. Um, anyways, for those who haven't heard the game play before, I've got three Instagram accounts. Uh, the boys' aim is to get guess the amount of followers that they have uh, closest without going over. Nice. Are you ready? Three rounds. Are they famous people? They are famous people or pages or anything of the like. Who's um, winning, by the way? I think it's me. I don't know. It's Isn't it two, a draw? Two, Is it a tiebreaker? Yeah, no, it's, it's two all. And but Lockie's in it, so he, if Lockie he wins, can, can I point. have his points? No. Worth right. a shot. Two all. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Our first Instagram page is uh, of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Ooh, a couple of mil, I reckon, on this guy. Who's first? Lockie. Let's go to the guest first. I reckon four point two million. Four point two million. Um, it's more than that. It is 200. No, 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 no. <laughs> 89, 80. 1 billion. <laughs> 89 million. 89 million. Sammy. Um, 20 million. 
20 million. Um, he actually has 200 million followers. Oh, wow. So you I said a, 200, 200 million. Yeah, so points to Josh. Are there. you serious? 200 million. How many people are on Instagram? More than 200 million. <laughs> at least, at least. Because I don't follow him. Right, point to Josh. I actually follow him. I don't follow him either. I should know. Yeah. <laughs> all right, round two. Um, hopefully, we've all heard of this one Lad Bible. Oh, uh, yeah. Lad Bible Ooh. page. Great content. Oof. Looks is, that, is that an international? Yeah. International. What type of content do they create? Just like viral videos. Just viral videos. Oh, yeah. they could have a They don't create anything, they just. Repost share, videos. Share funny stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Sam, you're up first. I'm going to go for 13 million. Mm. I reckon I'll go 30 million. Nah, 42 million. Jeez. We've all gone over. 9.8 yes. million. Uh, oh, wait. That means none of us get No one gets a point. That's a point uh, to uh, me. So I'm still winning. Point to I'm soup. still winning. Point to me. You are. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, round three. So if, I, if no one gets one. this, then I win. Yes. Sure. Or if yeah. I get this, then you win. I win. Same or if I get this, it's a tiebreaker. Uh, or yeah. if Lockie gets it, it's, it's a, a tiebreaker. Yeah. No one likes a tiebreaker. I'd rather lose. All right. Um, this one's close to home for us. Tuck Shop Coffee. Ooh. Ooh. Local cafe for those Down of you who are not in Glen Sydney. Haven. Yeah. You're taking Shout the lead out. on this one, right, Josh? Yeah. yeah. Glen Heaven is where it is. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> can you give us the street address? I was wondering. Um, it's Glenhaven Road. I don't know the street address. Seventy-eight Glenhaven Road. Seventy-eight Glenhaven Glen Road. Glenhaven. Um, the Tuck Shop. That's hard because it's popular, but not actually that popular in it's terms of the. How many people are around the Hills region? Yeah. How many people get around Tuck Shop on a Sunday afternoon? Ooh. <sighs> I've spent so much money at that gym. <laughs> you I have. have. You have. Um, oh, this is so hard. I think you're going to overshoot. I feel it. Nah, it's 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 going to be like. I'm so yeah. I know. Um, Eleven thousand. Oh, way too oh, high. Way what too is high. wrong with you? <laughs> really? You're an idiot. You're yeah, done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go eight hundred and eighty-three. Jeez, that's, that's low. This is not hard to win. So if Josh has gone over, all I have to do is yeah. say Get 884 it. and I've won. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm going to go well with played. 884. Oh. Well played. But I have um, 10.5,000. Oh, yes. Yes. Close, that was the... Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That was the most satisfying win I've ever had because you were so much closer than me. Oh and yet because of the so rules, I've do won. Do we do a tiebreaker? So no, no, no. I've won on, on the rules. It's one all. It's one all. So a tiebreaker between you and me oh. right now. Oh, overall, yeah. For the yeah. points. So lucky yeah. been eliminated. <laughs> I haven't had the random weeks of build-up. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you do have to practice this game. Just yeah, random yeah. Instagram accounts and guess. Yeah, we've got we to gotta putt out because Supi's trying to find another Instagram account. All right, I've got one. That, that, that's pretty high, actually. What was it? 10.4 thousand? Yeah. That's 10. not bad. Five. I went 11,000. How many people are living in Castleville? Like at least 10,000. 10, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're ready. Um, our generation, young adults, Instagram page. Oh. Sam is the admin here, so this is this is bias. I don't think <laughs> I know how many. I have. I can ballpark it. Sam, you go first then. One thousand and thirty. That's more than Tuck Shop. Eight hundred. One thousand and thirty. Oh my goodness! I'm so nervous. One thousand 
31. No. <laughs> 1,121. I've won. Yes. I mean, Lockie's yes, actually nailed I'm that. I'm still giving points to Lockie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit biased. So uh, if you don't follow us on Instagram, it's generation underscore YA. Get around it. <laughs> Get around it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I've never seen Josh look so disappointed. <laughs> but why is it good to meet, right? The, mm. We just said it's good. So we're going to get into why is it good now. And start off, we, we see it the very couple, first couple of pages of the Bible in Genesis 1. Do you want to... Yep. Do you want to Someone want to get get into what it says in Genesis one and why that leads us to wanting to meet, needing to meet together. Lucky you got the verse there. <coughs> I do, I do. <laughs> Shuffling uh, <yep>. pages. <laughs> so this is Genesis one, um, verse twenty seven, and says, "So God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God, He was He created them. Man and female, I mean male and female, He created them. And so right from the start, we're created in God's image." And who is God? God is the Trinity. Mm-hmm. God is community. He is yeah. community with himself. Mm. Straight away, three persons in one. Mm. They're three different beings, but they are in perfect unity together. Mm. And mm. so straight away, the very first image we get in the Bible, one of the first images we get in the Bible is the triune God creating humans. Mm. And he created man. But then he created woman to be with man, mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. in community, right? Yeah. yeah. And so from the very first page of the Bible, we see that God wants us to meet. Yeah. yeah. Because not long after that, he said he created female because it's not good for man to be alone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and man, male and female are completely, perfectly complementary. Mm-hmm. Like we can go into the biological reasons why they're complementary, but we don't need to. Yeah. But... Straight away, we see in Genesis. Take us through it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, actually, I did. I did sex ed in uh, last term with the United. Excellent. That was fun, wasn't it? I love it. I love it. Oh, Sammy was there too. Yeah, yeah. Those year nines, man. <laughs> Giggly bunch, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> well, Sam set them off a couple of times. <laughs> Mr. Man came out. Did, tell you what. Oh, my goodness. I blew Teacher up at him. Teacher voice, yeah. Anyway, Genesis 1. <laughs> Genesis 1, Sammy. So why should we then meet? Well, that's a really good question. I mean, we have to understand that what what it means to be human is to be in, in relationship. Like that's the most fundamental human-y thing about us is that we are created not as isolated beings to live alone and be lone rangers. We're created to function, to work in an interconnected way with other people. That's actually what it means to be human. If there's yeah. anything about being human, it's relationships with other humans. Yeah. And that's the thing that is the the biggest, as Lockie said, reflection about God. That's what it means to be made in his image is to be in relationship in such a way that you are doing life with other people with no shame, with no guilt, with no fig leaves, with no um, protective barriers hiding from each other. You know, that's what God meant when he created us to be humans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the picture of the church is not just, it's not just an organization. It's God's intention for humanity. 
expressed to the world. Like the church is what God created humanity to be. Mm. And the church is the future of the kingdom of God. Mm. And so we have to understand that the way that God has asked us to be in relationship with each other is his intention for all of humanity. And so it's not just, oh, we should be um, meeting together because that's a good thing for us to do. It's like when we're in community with other Christians, we are the most human. We're the most fully alive because that's how God created us. And I think we know that. We know that we feel the most right with our created design Mm. when we are with other people who who worship the God that we worship, who know him, how we know him. And when we're actually safe in those relationships and real and vulnerable, that's when we feel the most human. Yeah. You know? We were talking about that last last week in, or last episode about being vulnerable. It's yeah. so important mm-hmm. to be vulnerable with, with, with other people because mm-hmm. that is where, and in my experience, that's when the spirit moves Yeah, is mm-hmm. when you humble yourself. Mm-hmm. We spoke about this last episode. Yeah. When you humble yourself and are vulnerable with the brothers and sisters in your life, yeah. God seems to work. Totally. And God seems to show up Yeah, because we were created to do that. Like you said, with no shame. No shame. Yeah. Adam and Eve were created with no fig leaves. Yeah. No shame, and then sin entered the world. And that's the story arc of the gospel. It's like God is redeeming us back to that moment of created Adam and Eve where they were in relationship with no shame. And what brought shame? What broke the relationship between people, between Adam and Eve, and between people and God was sin. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that's, that separates the church from the world is they haven't yet surrendered those fig leaves mm-hmm. to God, yeah. right? And they haven't yet surrendered the reality that we are trying to hide from God, right? Like <laughs> that's, that's good. like that is what separates people from God is us hiding from Him. Yeah. And then there's this beautiful scene in in um, Genesis where God says, "Adam, where are you? Where are you?" And He's hiding from God. And it's mm-hmm. like the process of God creating the church all over the world in this present moment is him showing people that they have these fig leaves. And it's people hearing the voice of God when he's saying, you know, Josh, where are you? Stop hiding from me. And then once that person goes, God, I'm done. I can't wear this fake facade anymore. And God takes away their shame and takes away their guilt and takes away their protective barriers. He brings them into this community and suddenly they become fully human. And the the key marker there is people coming to God and meeting together with Jesus in mind, not with themselves in mind. Exactly. Because when we come together motivated by self, as we discussed before, we do put up these barriers because we want people to look at us and go, oh, that guy's got it all sorted. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. deep down we're hiding all this this shame and this sin or whatever it may be. But when you go to church, when you go to small group, when you meet together and come before God with no shame, nothing to hide, and you're vulnerable. And you're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when we see amazing that's when things we are. happen. The, the those, church. Yeah. Because that's where, where you have those two beautiful blessings that come out of Christian community. Mm. You have the opportunity to support people through their trials. Yeah. But mm. you also have that rebuking and encouragement that yeah. comes out of it as well. Yeah. So and that, if and you don't have that vulnerability. Exactly. You, you can't know, do that. You can't do that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's amazing. 
And so I think it's really important that we were literally created to meet together, mm-hmm. but to meet together with no shame. Yeah. And so as a church, as a small group, as Christians meeting together, we need to strive to be vulnerable with each other because as Sam said, that's what it means to be human, mm. meeting together with no shame. And then going going further into that, we have this notion of the body of Christ and we read this in the Bible mm. about the, the analogy of, of the body of Christ. Mm. How does that then play into meeting together? Why is, why is the body of Christ so important um, when it comes to Christians meeting together? That's a really good question because it's kind of a weird metaphor (laughs) that the church is the body of of Jesus. Mm. And Mm. I think that that shows us that it isn't just a random uh, group of people that God has saved out of the world for us to sit around and do nothing. Like there's there's a purpose that we have given to us by God to be his hands and feet on the earth. Um, And what I love about the, the analogy of the body is... It's actually God's way of describing to us how we are to function Mm. um, in this community. And so if we were to say, okay, I understand why I'm in this community, you know, because God's taken away my guilt and shame and brought me into his family. Now, what do I do? And God says, you're like my, my body, you know, where God's the head, he's the one making the decisions. He's the one where life comes from. Mm. And he says to each of us, you, and this is listed in Ephesians, I believe, you know, you're, you're each uh, a different part of the body with a different purpose. Mm. And so it might be Josh, you're a hand, your job is to grab things, you know, Lockie, you know, you're a, you're a cord muscle. Like your job is to make the body move fast with power. Campbell's obviously the voice box. Obviously the voice box, you know. And what, what, what the Lord is saying to us there is, I designed each of you to have a purpose in my body. And we all know that the body can't function as well when it's missing uh, missing a piece. Yeah. Like when, when you're missing a hand, man is life difficult for the other parts of the body that have to compensate for the missing of the hand, you know? Like if if we didn't have Campbell, if we didn't have a voice box, we couldn't speak. We couldn't communicate, articulate ourselves. And so when Jesus is saying, you are my body, he's saying to each of us, I have designed you to have a purpose in my people, to bless them and to also help the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think when we begin to figure out what part of the body we are, that's when we, um, and we each begin to function in that lane and we and we stay in that lane that's when the body of christ really begins to fire on all cylinders and going back to your um the hand analogy yeah if you remove the hand the body suffers yeah but also the hand suffers yeah it's the good. hand can't do its role what it's created to do exactly yeah just like when we don't meet uh, we can't do our function for god yeah and yeah. the church or the body of Christ There's a piece missing, yeah. is missing a piece. Yeah. yeah. And so it's not just, it doesn't just hurt the community you're a part of. It, it physically will hurt your spiritual relationship as well. Mm. And if we think about what you guys were saying and we dwell on that a little deeper, we, you were, we are all chosen, we are appointed by God to be a part of a certain church, mm. a certain small group for a reason yeah. at this time. Yeah. And so if we think about that and we think that God placed you in this church, in this small group, in this friendship group for a reason, mm. then that helps us to frame why it's so important to meet together. Yeah. Because mm. we need to realize that 
all of us have a role to play in those groups. Mm -hmm. All of us have a role to play when we meet together. Mm. Maybe you're struggling to find out what that role is, but you do have a role to play. Yeah. So Sammy, how, how can you find out what your role is or what your, how you can serve that community? Mm. It's a really good question. <laughs> I feel like you say that a lot. <laughs> you ask good questions, Josh. You're good at your job. On the spot. Yeah. Um, I think that there are a few different ways to figure this out. And what we're let's get out of the realm of analogy um, and into actual things. Um, what we're talking about is really spiritual gifts. Yes. Yeah. And um, how do you figure out what your spiritual gift is? And a spiritual gift is something that the Holy Spirit has given you for the purpose of the, the church, right? Mm. And there are a number of different spiritual gifts. It might be administration, you know, it yep. might be generosity. What does, even, what does that even mean? Everyone's I think it's organization. Yeah. Like, yeah. Get things done. Sounds about right. Yeah. I actually have a feeling it's more like management. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's a that's another podcast. That's another <laughs> podcast. Spiritual gifts. Maybe we should do oh my gosh, let's do a podcast series on spiritual gifts. You heard it first, folks. Gen like, like for gen real. Gen that's a good idea. Well, okay, keep going. Okay. Instagram we can all do one of those like those the surveys beforehand. Yeah. Find out what our spiritual gifts are. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a good idea. Okay, so um, what were we talking about? Hey, the planning meeting was meant to be next week. <laughs> <laughs> we're just getting it done. So um, how do you figure out what your spiritual gift is? You yeah. know, I would say ask God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like ask the one who's giving the gifts, yeah, what, what gift did you give me? Yeah. Um, and it's actually okay. Okay. Firstly, ask him what he has given you. Secondly, ask him to give you gifts yeah. as well, mm. because he's the giver of gifts and he can give you more than one. Yeah. You uh, can ask him and he'll give stuff to you. I, I think that God has, um, has the, the, the capacity to change your gifts yeah. given a circumstance. It's good. So Correct. like, for one one part of your life, you might be gifted in administration, yeah. Yeah. but for another situation, you mm. might need service. Yeah. Actually, I got a good story with that. Um, a guy that I work with, he was going through. He was leading at youth group, and at the time, he there was no male worship leaders, and they really needed male worship leader. Mm. He couldn't really sing, but he prayed to God, and he was like, "God, we need God. Can you raise up a worship leader? We need a worship leader so that you know, yeah, um, that can help serve in this community." The next week, the youth pastor came out to him and asked him to lead worship. He was like, <laughs> nah, I can't do that. And he was like, no, no, I feel like God's calling me to ask you to lead worship. Wow. He led worship. Nailed and he, it. He nailed it and he continues to lead, continues to lead worship. Who now. is that? Greg Driscoll. Oh, Driscoll. Yeah. I love Greg Driscoll. Yeah, he's now the head of senior school at my school. He's, he, like, can, he can sing. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. Anyway. But cool that's, story. That's exactly yeah. why. We weren't meant to mention names again. Come on, Sam. But it's okay you know, <laughs> but that's, a, that's the thing where God is appointing, giving us gifts yeah. for a certain circumstance yeah. because that community needed it. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and that's, that's the key marker, the, the community, the, the church, the, the small group, the group that you are part of, mm. you will be able to serve people in that community mm. with your gifts. Yeah. I think this is a good place to talk about stewardship too, because, mm. um, God's pretty serious about stewarding the things that he's given us. And you can be sitting on a gift that the church needs and not being a good steward of it. 
and the church is missing out. You know, like there could be, you could have the gift of encouragement, which is a genuine spiritual gift in the Bible, which is so cool. The church could be in a place where, or your small group could be in a place where people are discouraged and God's given you the gift of encouragement. Now, why did God, answer me this, put you in the discouraged small group with the gift of encouragement? (laughs) Most likely answer, to use it. Yeah. Mm. To encourage people. Exactly. But I think there's onus on all of us in the community to call to out, call out yeah, gifts in, in each other. Yeah, that's yeah. good. To say, Sam, I think, you know, God is calling me that you is you are blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Can, you need to use this. Can yeah. I encourage you to use that? Yeah. Um, I think it's really important because mm. it's it's so easy and we've all been there where we think we're, we've got a gift but we're too shy or yeah, maybe good. too intimidated yeah. to ask someone to, to use it, yeah. to ask someone to um, to. Well, steward that gift mm. or even on the flip side you might see a gift in someone but don't say it because you think oh they already know that they've got that gift yeah i, I don't need to say it yeah and that we true. probably all have that story as well where someone yeah. approached us and said hey i think you've got this gift we're like what yeah. really and they're like no you do like steward it well use it and yeah. then suddenly you know, that becomes your yeah. soup. What do you got? I feel like you got was, a story. I was just going to say, no, not a story. I was just going to say, I think it's important that we also ask God to show us like how to use our gifts. That's good. Um, yeah. Because we like, we can point it out in others, but um, actually learning to use what God's given us. I think that's yeah. important as well. Mm. That's amazing. And developing, developing that gift. Yeah. yeah. Growing, growing 100%. Gift yeah. Us. Yeah. Like if you're, if your gifting is preaching, you surely want to develop that, that gift of preaching. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you're not, as you said, you're not stewarding it well. Yeah, you mm. don't rock up on Sunday unprepared. Exactly. Because I got the gift. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. poor stewardship. Exactly. But yeah. that's that. why we're talking about spiritual gifts is because it's so important when we're looking at the body of Christ. Mm. We each have a role to play. Mm-hmm. We are each a part of the body. And we need to realize that when we rock up to church, when we rock up to small groups, we have a part to play. Yeah. yeah. God has called you to be part of that group for a reason. Mm. And to go on with the analogy a little bit more, there is no idle part of the body. Mm, there mm. is no, uh, what's it called? I always forget. Appendix. 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 There's no appendix. <laughs> Here we go. Well. <laughs> Talk to us, Lockie. What do you got? Well. Are you going to tell us the appendix actually does something? It does. It does. I, I was, t- I was I always it, taught it was useless. Uh, I, I heard recently that it does have a purpose. Nice. And um, so when you have some sort of, when your gut is affected by um, like a bout of diarrhea or, yeah. mm. or another illness that kind of cleans you out mm. or your intestines out, that, that process also takes away all of the good bacteria in your, mm. body, in your intestines. And so the appendix job is to repopulate that with the good bacteria. Nice. So oh. the appendix has a job to play. It does. This, it does. this preaches, bro. So there is yeah. no <laughs> there is no idle part of the body. Yeah. Everything in your body is there for a reason. Yeah. And it works in perfect harmony when they're together. So how good's God? How, how good is God? God? Yeah. And so we need to realize that when we rock up to church, when we rock up to small group, when, we, when we're in a group of friends, mm. we should not be idle. No. We should turn up to serve. Mm. Let's push that further too. It's like there are people who are sitting, listening to this right now going, I don't think I have a part to play. I feel like I'm the appendix. (laughs) It's like, no, that's impossible. Like God's given you a purpose in this body. And one of the coolest things about body parts is it's the unseen ones that are the most important. Yeah. Like you can lose an arm and you'll be fine. 
You can lose both your legs, both your arms, and you'll survive. Mm. But if you lose one stomach, you're done. You're dead. If you lose, you know, your liver, it's over. If you lose your heart, it's over. And so one of the things that is the biggest misconceptions in the church is that it's the seen body parts that are the most important. That's like good. That's good. It's, the, it's the people on platform that are holding this thing together. Yep. Let me attest as someone that's on the inside, it is so much easier to raise up someone who can speak good than it is a, an intercessor. Yep. Mm. You know, like there are people in our church whose spiritual gift it is to pray. And they, let me tell you, they are the ones that are, Yep. that are on their knees making this church work yep. mm-hmm. and they're not seen. And so many people feel like I'm less important because my gift is unseen. And it's like, well, actually you're the one that's keeping the blood pumping around yep. the body. And, and, to, and to be honest, like the person who sees it is the one that it matters the most. Like God sees it. Yeah, it's, it's good. true. It's that's good. true. And that's the thing. When you rock up to church and someone welcomes you at the door, mm. you're probably more likely to come back. Oh my goodness! Absolutely. So the the whole idea that platform ministries is more important than the welcomer than the person held handing out pamphlets is just wrong. It's it's not true. And I think yeah. we, we need to reframe. I think in my mind, when it comes when it can, comes to serving, I compartmentalize everything into ministries. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I'm part of this ministry, and mm. so I don't do anything else. Or yeah. I'm part of this ministry, I don't do anything else. I think that language has seeped into our culture a bit mm. too much mm. and we're just too consumed with mm. what what's your ministry mm. instead of no no what is your gift yeah 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 we we at, we use ministry as a way of saying that oh that's my gift mm. i'm in youth ministry that's my gift mm. youth ministry is not a gift it's not a gift teaching right? is a gift teaching is a gift and yes you may use that in youth ministry but yeah. you can use it in any other ministry yeah yeah and so i think we need to change that language from ministry to just serving it's good um, and what are you doing to serve the communities you're a part of? Mm. And when you're rocking up with Jesus in mind, that will be the case. You will mm. be serving people, mm. not just rocking up with a you know with yourself in mind, wanting to consume mm. all, all the time. Mm. And um, there's a, there's a new Netflix show to segue here a little bit. Oh, here we go! I'm the, so excited about the, this. The Netflix show. It's called The Playbook. It is one of the greatest documentaries I've ever seen. Just because I love sport. It's you, just fantastic. If you love sport and you love coaches and you love leadership. Watch the playbook on Netflix. It's the best leadership thing I've seen in like a year. I don't know, mate. Is Netflix playing you or something? Yeah, <laughs> sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the episode, the first episode, um, it goes through uh, the, the life of a coach called Doc Rivers. Is the coach of the LA Clippers in the NBA, mm. and Great he. Coach. What's that? Great coach. Great, Great coach. coach. Great coach. Great coach. And he went to the. He, I think it was went to the Celtics. He he was from the Celtics. No, but he, he coached at the Celtics as well, right? Yeah, he coached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was coaching at the Celtics, the Celtics were, were a bunch of, you know, just a mixed match team brought together, yeah. ragtag team that have come together. And he literally made them into a team mm. and they run the championship based on a word that he got in... A board meeting. A board meeting. Someone yeah. just came up to him and said, he said, look up Ubuntu. Yeah. U-B-U-N-T-U, Ubuntu. Ubuntu. Yeah. As so he went home, he looked it up, and this is what it means. It means it says, I am because you are. A person is a person through other people. Mm. And I watched this, and Sammy watched this, and we both came together. We we're like, this is sick. This is sick. Because this is exactly why we meet together. Mm. Mm. We get the full expression of what it means to be a human when we are with people. Mm. I am because you are. Yeah. And the way that plays out, in my small group, 
is the the best the best small groups I've ever had is when everyone is present. Mm-hmm. When all ten of us or eleven of us are together, that is the best our small group can get because Yannick pulls something out of me that no one else can, mm. or Matt Sibley, or, or all these guys in my group pull things out of each other that no one else can. Mm. Because when we're together, that's the full expression of what it means to be human at that point in time. Yeah. God has called us into that small group so that we can come together on a Wednesday night and serve and grow together. Mm. Mm. And if one of your group was plucked out and put in a different group, they wouldn't necessarily have the same effect on that no, group as well. Mm. Exactly. It'd be different because yeah. God has called them into that group for a particular reason mm. and mm. For, for a particular purpose. And we've seen that there's been new people coming to a group in the last couple of months. And it's exact. It's so true. They've brought in something different mm. and they've brought in something that has enhanced the experience for other people. Yeah. So it's something that just we really need to understand and recognize that each of us have an important role to play in our groups. Mm, yeah. And then when we realize that, it'll the, there'll be no question of should I go or not? You know, yeah. should I rock up to church? Should I go to small group? No, you should because you have a role to play. Mm. Yeah, you need to because it, the meeting won't be the same without it, you. Yeah, exactly. won't be whole without you. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And that's hard. That's it's hard to think about in a in a church, a big church. Just like, oh yeah, the church won't be the de- the same without me. Mm-hmm. Does that extend to church? You reckon? Of course, it extends to church because it's just a bigger version. It's just scale doesn't make a difference on theology. Yeah, you know, you could have a church of ten thousand people, and you and you could still have such an important role to play in that church, and you still would have such an important role to play. And what I love about that concept is it's just like um, it fights against in individualism. It says, you know, Ubuntu. I love it because that's what brought Africa together in a moment where they were disunified. And actually the church is so disunified right now. You know, we're fighting each other. <laughs> like in our, in our own church, we fight each other. Like we dob on each other. We, we, we throw each other under the bus. We, instead of getting alongside someone because they're struggling, we tell on them to get them in trouble. Like, mm. what are we doing? We're a family, we're a body. And if we don't, we only win together. Yeah, it's like good. we only win together. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not a win. Yeah. It's a loss. This is not an organization where you're trying to. This is not a ladder. Yeah. yeah, like it, it does. The church does not work unless we win together. And winning together means if someone's fallen over, you pick them up. It means that instead of going and for the shot yourself, passing the ball because it's the better play. It means instead of you putting yourself in a position where you're on the platform, you say, you know what? They're going to do a better job and you don't know them, but I think you should take a chance on them. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like going, what's the best thing for the kingdom of God with the people that we've got? And I'm going to take a back seat and play the team game. You know, we are so bad at that because the culture of the world has seeped into the church. The, the kingdom of God is a counterculture in which we win together because we're the body of Christ. And we can't win if we chop the foot off and leave it behind. Yeah. Yeah. So getting practical with that, if what does it look like to win together? What does it look like if a church, a small group, a group is authentically meeting together? What does that look like? I think it means 
As we said last week, we're real, honest, and vulnerable with each other. We have a responsibility to be honest when we're not doing well mm. and to allow people to help us. Um, like when you stub your toe, what, what does the body do? It sends extra blood, you know, it gets swollen and it sends antibodies. And, you know, the body needs to take notice when something is hurt and focus its attention on that thing in order to restore it back to health. We need to do that. We also need to admit we're not doing well and we need to let people help us. It also means that when someone pisses us off, when someone does something that angers us, when someone falls over and makes a fool of themselves by drinking too much on Friday night, instead of shaking your finger at them and telling them that they're failing, it actually means getting alongside them and saying, what's going on? How can I help? You know, and it's actually restoring them into a place of health and realizing that, hey, when something's not working, it actually needs the body to compensate yeah. like when you roll your left ankle your right leg has to take more weight mm -hmm. okay it doesn't mean that you chop it off and leave it behind yes. and what i mean by that is when someone's struggling you don't get them in trouble make them feel worse and leave them behind you carry more weight you pick them up you help them out yeah. you take time off your ministry to help restore them into health. Yeah. And if we all did that, we would function better. We would all yeah. feel loved. Yes. We would all feel safe. Mm. And, and let me tell you this, non-Christians would look at us and see the reality of the kingdom of God as opposed to a bunch of hypocrites. Yeah. And that actually makes such a big difference. The biggest um, reason I hear for people in our culture not following Jesus is hypocritical Christians. Yep. Okay. This is how we fix that by not being so individualistic yep. and actually starting to love one another. Yep. It's this whole thing is bigger than just you. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we've got to realize when we, when it comes to meeting together, it's not about you. No, it's about the collective. Mm. It's about winning together as the body of Christ whose mission is to bring is to bring the kingdom of God here on earth, mm -hmm. yeah. and the only way we can do that is if we function together as the body of Christ, mm. as a holistic body of Christ, being led by the Spirit, getting closer and closer to Jesus Christ, who came and died for us. Mm. Amen. So please, just please remember that it's bigger than you, and even in this this strange circumstance we find ourselves in right now it's so important to keep meeting together and if you are not part of a small group if you're not part of a community that meets together regularly our prayer is that you'll try find one you'll reach out to someone at your church if you if you're at our church reach out to us and we'll help you find a, a church if you're at a different church please reach out to someone because meeting together is so important mm. in the christian faith so we hope this is uh, ministered to your spirit as it does ours over these last uh, couple of weeks. Um, and our prayer is that everyone would think about the bigger picture. Think about how the body of Christ is, is there to support one another and to win together. So remember, renewal in our generation must start with a renewal of our hearts.